2: Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Films Narcotube, this is Real Spoilers, Episode Five Sixty Five, the Not Box Office Report for the week ending April Fifth, Twenty Twenty, the Year of the Corona, uh,
1: and a Palindrome Episode. Oh yeah! How exciting! Uh, well, for some <laughs> of us, at least.
2: Yeah, I don't like math in the first place. So, like number things, I'm just like whatever. You know,
1: That's, with everything going on in the world, you got to find the little things that give you some happiness.
2: Well, that is a little thing. So there's that. It is. It's <laughs> so I guess uh, before we get started, let's go around the <laughs> virtual table and we can introduce ourselves.
3: This is Joe.
2: <laughs> this is Kevin. And this is Tom. So we can't get a hold of Joe this morning. We're not too terribly worried about his health because, first off, who cares? Second, <laughs> no, we care. Um, he was online last night talking about wrestling. Was there a big wrestling thing or something?
1: Yeah, it's the uh, two night. Oh, geez, I'm going to have to ding myself here. It was the big two night WrestleMania uh, empty house event, you know, where there's no audience. Usually, WrestleMania is in a big arena or dome where it's like 75, 85,000 people. And last night and tonight, they pre recorded it, and it is in an empty training facility. So, like, all the bells and whistles that would usually be associated with a WrestleMania, like, the huge video screens, and sometimes they build a roller coaster over the stadium and all this crazy stuff. It's like you're going to see a house show in St. Louis when they come to town. Gotcha. But no people i mean there are some people at least when they come to town but this is like empty they have no lights on the chairs you know so they're trying to make it not look glaringly obvious but sure um but what they still do which i thought was funny because i did watch it with ryan last night um and it was pretty funny it was hard to look away But before each match, they've got like the Michael Buffer type ring announcer and they still are like, and in this corner, weighing in at blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, you know, whatever, Goldberg. And then it goes like this. (laughs) It's like they're announcing and usually it would be cheers and crazy. Like, I don't know why they didn't do an audio package or some kind of cool video introduction or something like they literally do the announcement and then hold for applause and it's empty. Like I, it was bizarre.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's weird that, to hold for the applause. What they probably should have done was um, emulate like how they do the Olympics, you know, Cause yeah. the Olympics typically doesn't. I mean, there's a crowd there, but it's not like it, it just never seems like it's this, you know, especially when you're getting to events that really don't lend themselves to spectating like like the luge you know, the
1: 500 mile shuffleboard,
2: right? Like, it's like there's not like <laughs> these huge cheering crowds, like, but they still make it work. They yeah, it's right. that's, that's and I think <laughs> dubbing in fake noise would have been weird, though, I think because everybody knows it's not really going on.
1: Yeah, I get that. And the thing is, too, that there was a lot of post production in this one because Again, I've never seen, uh, you know, in all of my years. I mean, I haven't watched a lot recently, but when I was a kid, you know, and I used to watch the pay per views or go to the shows or whatever. But I've never seen um, like a non-live event. Usually you know, they're pay-per-views, so they're all live. And this one, since they had a week, I could tell that like during the match they seemed to strategically place replays and things to where I think they maybe did stuff a couple different times and like edited the match to look the best because this is the first time they could do that. Right. Now, don't quote me on that. I'm not saying this is the first time. But it looked like they were using the rec- pre-recorded Feed to their advantage and cutting the best match they could but then that begs to differ like if this was all in post which clearly we know it was <clears throat> pardon me and they had a week why did they not like when they introduced them edit it in a better manner you know like why didn't they fix it
2: yeah you got me man i
1: you so, know anyway It was weird. It was weird though. I mean, it was fun for what it was like Ryan, Ryan's kind of fallen out of wrestling and that's why we don't watch it anymore. Like I was, I got the network for him and we used to watch it together and he told me his friends don't like it anymore, you know, so it's not cool with the friends. So he doesn't really care as much, but after we watched it, he's like, Oh, I think I like wrestling again. Like he had fun with it. (laughs) Well, that's good. Yeah. So it was interesting to say the least, but what I will say though, uh, there there was one it was the main event of this night because again when you're when the people are hearing this both nights will have aired but we're recording the morning of day two wrestlemania and the main event of last night was the undertaker yes that undertaker he still wrestles okay and another guy i think aj styles was the other guy it was the main event and they recorded it they called it a boneyard match this is what joe was talking about last week if you remember so basically it's a graveyard match but they call it a boneyard match and they were on some farm somewhere and it was all like production it it wasn't like two cameras around a ring or anything like that they basically cut it like a movie so i've never seen anything like this before they had like five or six cameras they had pyrotechnics like the undertaker would actually set things on fire which is just weird because <laughs> i mean it's like we know this is wrestling and then the undertaker's shooting flames out of the, it's it, you know but uh anyway so they would like cut from all these different angles and people were jumping off the barn and then at the end it was so cheesy the undertaker takes a like a Uh, bobcat and scoops up a bunch of dirt and then like this matches since it's a boneyard match you actually bury the other person or i don't know if (laughs) it's supposed to be a surprise it was obvious but the the guy the other guy falls on the ground or he puts him there and then the undertaker takes the bobcat and he dumps the dirt into the grave but like you know the camera is only on the undertaker it's not like they're showing the guy get buried so clearly he's not in there but you know it was like all these camera angles that made it look like a short film or something if it's like
2: a short if it's like a short film though like why not show the guy in the i
1: i know like i don't know why they couldn't have just like done it to where you know they could have cut it a certain way or whatever special effects but the the point being the weird part of it is that even if wrestling is staged they do a lot of really cool physical stunts and that's the entertainment factor you actually can be like wow they jump from a really high thing and They're doing all this. They're actually, you know, getting hurt sometimes, and there is some physical impressiveness to it. But watching wrestling in a film like, you know, edited way where you know that they did many takes and everything i don't understand the appeal because now you've taken away at least wrestling looks real when they're doing it but now it looks like a movie and we know movies aren't real so i don't know it was just a really strange combination
2: yeah that that is odd like you think if you're going to do that then you really maybe they're afraid to up the ante too much because when they go back it'll make things look worse you know That's I mean? true
1: because I mean, like I mean, I did hear some chatter, and Joe can tell you when he gets online. I I see him. He just messaged me saying his Skype wasn't working, so uh, he's probably going to jump on here. But he, I think he liked it, and I heard some other people say it was cool. So, like, I guess people enjoyed the gimmick of it. But to me, I'm like, well, now you've taken away the only thing. Like, you know, it doesn't. It clearly wasn't a live or a one take match. So, I mean, you could edit anything to look cool. You could. Right, edit things over days, or you know, do twenty takes. Like when you're watching wrestling, you're supposed to think it's real, and when you're watching like a movie of people wrestling, I don't, I don't know. It didn't work for me.
2: Totally, yeah. You can make me look like a badass wrestler. Hell yeah, (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) Be like Liam Neeson jumping a fence.
1: Um, that's. I mean what a great analogy though I mean these guys obviously are professionals and have done a lot of matches so I wouldn't say it was like on that level but I think that gets the point across to where you know what they did in Taken 3 with Liam Neeson doing the fence like that like basically this match looked like it was cutting from all these different angles and different takes to where clearly they were assembling it so I mean you know kind of had the same effect in the end
2: well I think it's there's a great deal of irony that we just talked about wrestling for five minutes and Joe's not here.
1: Yeah. Well, it's over. I mean, we can't do it anymore. You know, the rules. So yeah,
2: those are the rules. So when he gets here, it'll be too late. So, so um, he's
1: uh he says he's updating Skype so you can do your plugs and then we'll, we'll jump. Okay. Okay.
2: Well, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts where you can go rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you should always subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcast, so you never miss an episode. Of course, check out our Facebook page at com slash spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and you can share an episode in real life. And I just realized as I sat down, I completely forgot to tabulate the League of Show Sharers, so my <laughs> what apologies. A I know. It's just everything's all discombobulated. I blame the Rona. So, <laughs> uh... As good we'll,
1: as any reason I guess
2: We'll get everybody next week Sorry about that guys But we do still appreciate it It's just I forgot I'm getting older I'll be 50 this year So Gotta contend oh with that I know right so, imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine how I feel
1: <laughs> Senior moment huh
2: Yes So um, So yeah So and of course Don't forget our Patreon Patreon.com Slash real spoilers Where for five bucks a month You can get all sorts of bonus content And you help us out And we really appreciate that So uh, There's all that So no Joe yet
1: no joe yet he is updating his skype
2: well we will just have to uh move on without him so uh there's no box office literally so i don't know what stories we got
1: well i think one of the biggest story was this uh, amc story that was getting shared around the internet and people had a lot to say about it and think about it i mean amc is I, i believe they're the biggest theater chain in the world would i be incorrect in saying that um I think so. I'm I'm pretty sure they're the biggest.
2: There are some big chains that aren't in this market, so we're not necessarily aware of them, but I'm pretty sure it's the biggest.
1: I'm I'm pretty sure, and and so it clearly if it's not the biggest, it's it's up there. But I I believe it's it's the largest in the world, and they uh, their stock's been dipping. i sent some stuff to Tom the last couple of weeks while this was happening, and you can see it go down over the past month or so. It goes from thirteen dollars to you know just down 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 down, and it was sitting around two something the last time I looked. So it is not good for uh, their company's value, and uh, they started doing a bunch of articles recently. Um, I can't remember who broke the story, but I for it this morning in the wrap had an article and the title is amc's credit rating downgraded by s&p with recovery unlikely and that's the gloom and doom of all the articles saying that it's going to be unlikely that amc can continue when all this you know is over and we don't know how long that will be but uh because of their their credit rating uh it went from a uh, a b credit rating meaning lend them more money to ccc minus minus yikes I don't know i yeah i don't know exact i guess there's lots of different grades of c you think c is average but it has that's not an error it has three c's and a minus uh and so they're saying basically that uh their their uh lenders can't collect they're not paying anyone um i don't know if we announced it last episode but the uh the company has furloughed all of their employees and it says even their board members so like they're not paying people they're not paying their lenders and i guess if they don't do that then they'll have to file bankruptcy and see if they can reorganize but i mean it's a lot of gloom and doom in these articles
2: yeah i mean i'm sure it's a rough time hey joe's here
3: hi sorry the computer decided to decide be a jerk off so that's always <laughs> fun
2: oh well, that's typically oh, well. what you use your computer for yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well i mean no i have my phone for that
2: especially when your wife's got the rona
3: yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: right. Okay.
1: Real quick, are you recording on Audacity, Joe?
3: Uh, it's coming up now.
1: Okay, because we're actually we just jumped into it just to. Okay, cool. You know, yeah. yeah, we'll she wait. She can e- press record.
2: She can't even get mad at you.
3: No, no, I, I, you... I have, I have like, uh, you know, I want to call it a hall pass.
2: But, <laughs> right, know. but it's like a. It's a little,
3: it's a little different. It's a study hall pass. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's all right, t- I'm, I'm recording all.
1: Okay, study hall pass. That's funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all so, right, so uh, if we could back up and do all those jokes again, real quick. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know so what? Well,
2: we'll have the audio on on my Skype file.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be able to if, get him in yeah. the lower quality. Jumping in, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So um, we're just talking so, about so, AMC real quick, yeah. Joe. Uh, yeah. So my I, guess,
2: I, real quick, just uh, on the yeah. the CCC minus thing, is yeah. my guess is. And again, I know nothing about this, but but my my instinct tells me that they probably have set the situation up to not give out F's um, mm-hmm. and that. Oh. And, and that an F would basically be like you're just flat out fraudulent.
1: You know what I mean? In so that, so C, oh, C, 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 C minus sure, sure, is probably like you're not C, you're not C, C, you're not right. C, 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 <laughs> you're C, C, C minus, meaning you're basically what we would consider an F.
3: It's almost right. like and, your parents saying, "Like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just really disappointed." Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> and, and also,
2: like, they're not out to scam people, but like, the deck is definitely stacked against them, and they sounds like right. they've and, been carrying too much debt, and you know, and and I'm sure that they probably have a lot of debt because you know you've had to do a lot of remodeling on theaters over the last few years. Yeah, they sure. probably. I
3: mean, they have probably gutted every single one of their theaters, mm-hmm. at least here in St. Louis. Yeah, um, and they all got uh, like a fresh, a fresh paint of coat.
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't go too crazy. Not the one that Tom and I go to.
3: Well, oh, well,
2: well, that, that's fair. That stands <laughs> to reason. Yeah, like I love the mural that they have up, and it's still of like of what's supposed to be like current movies yeah. that people love, and they're still like Apollo thirteen yeah. and and Apollo thirteen is a great movie, but I don't know that it you know it resonates within the public zeitgeist in perhaps quite the same way <laughs> as when that mural was crafted. No, I, but, I,
3: but I have to believe that the app. I mean, the Avalon. That's not even a theater anymore. Uh, the Esquire, they they gutted that thing to the studs. Well, I mean that that yeah. could not have been that could yeah. not have been a cheap renovation. Well, to and completely here's, renovate that entire theater.
2: Here's the other thing with all those renovations: they spend all that money to to renovate and they lower their capacity every time they do it. Oh, yeah? sure,
3: sure. With those new seats and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: And I mean, I know they're hoping to make more money off the uh, improved concessions and and you know bringing food to you in your seat. Although I've noticed that um, the dine-in ones now, they only wait on you at your seat, like on the weekends. Like if you yeah. go in on a weekday, they're just like, go to the stand and and, <laughs> yeah. and then if you I'm order something, it. if you order something too complex, someone will bring it to you, but they're not actually like waiting on you and. They won't let you tip them. Oh, that's, oh, weird. that's weird. Yeah, because like the the lady brought me the th- thing, and uh, and I and I tipped her because she's still bringing it to me, you know. Sure. And sure. Uh, and she's like, "Oh, we're not allowed to take tips." And I was just like, "That's dumb. Take the money." And, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "I'm a manager," and because uh, it's like I've had non-managers take the tips, but the managers are always like, oh. "Yeah, I can't." When well, I I guess the managers making way better money theoretically right but that uh, might be
1: yeah. it may be managers that are salaried or whatever can't take the tips
2: oh maybe it's that because i was just i don't know though man when i tipped the the one guy i could tell he kind of like looked around like eh, not supposed to be doing this <laughs> yeah gotcha. and i'm just like i'm not gonna tip you and then go rat you out
1: what kind of what
2: kind you're of a, secret, a you're secret you're a secret stopper. tipper yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like what kind of a but, dick bag does that
1: <laughs> well so yeah i i don't know it's crazy i mean We talked about this, we've been talking for years, I mean, at least months about uh, the decline of theaters and the possibility of things going straight to streaming and, and with Netflix picking up steam. Like We've been having this discussion on the podcast for a while now, and we always, before all this mess happened with the virus, we talked about like what would it be like and could it actually happen and everything, and now we have movies going straight to VOD, we've got the first uh straight to VOD main release which will be Trolls this week. Everything else has gotten that shortened release window that once theaters closed, they brought them all to VOD. Well,
3: it wasn't was like pretty much everything that they've released. This is the first big release, right? Like this is the first one that we Oh, I guess a Quiet Place 2 was we were supposed to do we were technically supposed to do that last week, right? Like that uh, was on the re- that was on the release slate. So like I feel like Trolls is the first movie to come out like that was going to get a big release and now isn't. Is that right. fair? Right. Well, that's then, what I, mean, I was just saying. A quiet yeah, place yeah, yeah.
2: would have been a major release. I mean
3: that that movie but was a, huge. Yeah, but that 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 has been pulled completely. Like Trolls. What Kevin was saying, Trolls Two is the first like oh, one major, that we would have covered next week. That's that come to we could actually OG. still cover. Yeah, I yeah would everything we have, else has been released probably in would
2: have But there probably would have been a lot... We didn't cover the first Trolls movie. My guess is there would have been a live-action movie that we probably would have gravitated to
3: over Trolls. Oh, sure, sure, sure.
1: No, that's... Yeah, no, no, no. The point is just that Trolls is the first to go straight to VOD and skip theaters, where all the other ones have either been delayed or they had one week or two weeks in theaters and they went to VOD to try to make up some money. Um, Right. So, like, even Bloodshot was a few days in theaters then got the release. So well the that's because it sucked that was, they, well, they were going to do that anyway <laughs> so I mean the point is that since we, we've we been talking about this and now this is happening and then we see the world's biggest theater chain with articles saying they don't know if they can recover like this is not looking good for theaters
3: now, no and I definitely like, we, we talked about Spielberg said this remember Spielberg said oh, man however long ago that was like that theaters are going to become almost like a Going to the theater, and what I mean by the theater is like seeing plays and musicals.
2: I believe like, you mean the theater,
3: the theater. Excuse That's me, the yes, Thank yes you very much. sir. Pardon me, <laughs> uh, but like, maybe he was right. You know, like if, if AMC, I feel like if AMC closes, I don't know how Marcus or uh, any of those, you know, at least in St. Louis, Marcus is the the second theater chain. I don't know how they survive. Like, you know, if 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 the biggest theater chain in the united states closes how do the smaller ones survive
2: well there'd be less competition so maybe that's how i they guess survive. that
3: that's true that's true but yeah.
2: i also think that like the, you know the the corporate entities that operate them might go out of business and change hands but i don't think that you're going to see a world where there are no longer theaters uh, you know oh that's I, somewhere, fair someone will step in and and buy the remains and then you know and 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 relaunch either under that name or under a different name but i i just don't see them going away and i don't think the studios want theaters to go away they just want to shorten that window but i don't because they make too much money and the right. the problem with that with that long window and the window has gotten shorter it's not that long but the, the problem with that long window is is every week a movie is in release, the studio keeps less of the receipts, and so by the time you get to that fourth or fifth week, they're making practically nothing in most cases because the the theaters themselves are are keeping a larger portion, and so right. there's no real incentive. And even when they are keeping a lot, I think in their minds they're like, well, if if we can dump this onto VOD while it's hot, you know, we're gonna make more money than sitting there. Letting it play out for another four weeks in Topeka and getting forty, you know, thirty to forty percent of the box <laughs> office revenue, and so, you know, they they certainly don't want to give up those hundred and hundred and fifty million dollar opening weekends. Um, so, like, I and it'll be interesting to see. Like, I wish these box office sites, and and maybe the studios aren't releasing the information, but I would love to know like how many people rented Trolls this weekend. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. It's also like, does that mean that like nothing will touch Avengers again? Like it, it in this new whatever hap- whatever happens coming out of this thing, and if maybe they do get a shortened window, does that mean Avengers Endgame will be the highest grossing film of all time for all time?
2: Could I be. Mean, huh? Potentially or you could see them start To reconfigure how they calculate That because they've done that with With music right like it used to be based On how many you know if you go back Long enough you know your billboard Placement was based on you know radio Play and how many 45s You sold right and Mm -hmm. then sure With the rise of cds the 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 label stopped putting out 45s because they wanted to make You buy you know an 18 Dollar cd so you could get you know, walking on the sun by Smash Mouth, and <laughs> and and not that I'm bitter, uh, <laughs> and you know, so it's like so they had to reconfigure, and then when when iTunes came in, they had to reconfigure, and then when YouTube came in, they reconfigured. When streaming came in, they reconfigured what you know. So that's why when you see these things about like Drake's the first artist to have every song on his album in the top ten, and I'm just like. Yeah, but that's kind of a BS statistic because the Beatles didn't release every song off their record simultaneously, right? Where right. now you kind of do if it get, if you get enough traction, if you get enough heat, and and you kind of go viral, like you you can get every song off of an album to chart in a way that you never could previously. So, but I, I so my guess is they would figure out some new way
1: to kind of calculate. That, But, you know, they may change the way they do it. But to Joe's point, like this very well could be that could be the last movie that gets the highest, you know, worldwide box office statistic. Like, you know, yeah. with things changing, if, if the, either the window shortens or they change the way movies are released, if we do eventually go to an all digital format. I mean, yeah, I can't see those type of numbers being that high I mean it doesn't mean they won't be very high but to reach that type you have to have a cultural phenomenon you have to have an avatar which introduced 3D technology and was right place right time the Avengers the culmination of 23 films like you know those numbers are based on nowadays I mean they used to be when they were only in the hundreds of millions it was different but 2 billion and 2.7 billion like those type of movies are you can't say once in a lifetime but I mean those are cultural phenomenons those are the outliers for sure
3: yeah, yeah, it's all, it's. we were talking about, like, what, to me, this is, you know, we talked about last week that, like, the number is 3,000. To me, this is uh, a 9-11 event. Like, this is going to change everything. And oh, yeah. Like 9/11, like 9-11 did. Like, the world changed when 9-11 happened, right? Like, I was tell, telling my daughter, my oldest, I was like, man, when I was a kid, you could, like, when you would go to the airport... You could just walk up to the gate like you would walk through security and you'd walk up to the gate and that's where people would come out and you can meet great people like, and eat the... with <laughs> them and drop
1: them off. Yeah, and... like at, yeah.
3: at the when they walk off the plane, you don't have to stand like at the at the baggage area and she just could not fathom it. She just, you know, there were just so many different things that I didn't even realize that she has no no idea about. And I think this when this is over is going to do something. D- Maybe not like uh in your day-to-day life but i think businesses and you know the this the whole business landscape is going to be completely different by august maybe i
1: don't you know i don't know though joe because i i agree with you in your first sentiment for sure because you know the, i think life is going to change at least for a long time after this because we're we're really hyper aware of this thing um, you know obviously it's always important to Wash your hands, use sanitizer and all that. But like now that the stakes are so high, I think that people are going to be you know, more worried about what they touch and touching their face. And, yeah. and I think people are going to be scared for a while because I'll tell you right now, I think this is important to say these numbers because each one of these podcasts is a little time capsule and you can kind of judge where we were when – People eventually listen to these, go back, whatever. Um, but right now in the U.S., which I don't even know if this is when the last time this was updated. Uh, this was okay. This was updated fairly recently this morning. There have been eight thousand four hundred and fifty-four deaths in the U.S. alone, which is going. It's approaching three times nine eleven, and we're nowhere near done with this nope. thing. And yeah, I'll tell you right start, now, if you want, we're going to start, start the, having a. We're going to start having like a nine eleven a day. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at the chart right now. Just to give you an idea, at this point in time, uh, we're recording this the morning of April 5th, um, the last few days. So uh, March 31st, we saw 912. And that's the first time we were like, wow, we're almost 1,000 deaths a day. Then on April 1st, we had 1,049 deaths. On April 2nd, we had 974. On April 3rd, we had 1,045. And yesterday, on April 4th, we had 1,331 deaths.
3: It's I mean it's it's staggering. It's well, horrible.
1: I, I think
2: the the bigger problem you're going to see, I mean outside of like, you know, piling up dead bodies, um <laughs> is uh
3: look like the guys from Mount, from Holy Grail.
2: Yeah, I know, right? Um <laughs> but I think the bigger problem you're going to see is there's still the split between people that just don't take oh, it seriously man. and so you're going to start to see like simple things like and I don't mean right now, but when this starts to wind down, you're going to start to see simple things like handshaking is going to be a political act. Right. Yeah. And so oh, sure, like, sure. And so if you don't want to shake somebody's hand, you're 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 going to have somebody that's going to be like you lib. You know, and, yeah. and and I mean, and I'm seeing it. Right, I mean, I'm seeing it my my Facebook and Twitter feed. Like, and this isn't people sharing things to where it's like, who knows if it's true. These are like first generation posts from people I know in real life. I've seen two of them that were like, I went out wearing a face covering, as was suggested by the president. Correct. Right. Even though he said he won't do it, we should do it. He shouldn't. So it's like taxes. But um, uh, <laughs> so but uh, but the president says to do it, and people are like, "Pussy, what are you like? Yeah. What are you so paranoid about?" And I'm like, "What?
3: Uh, Thirteen hundred <laughs> people died yesterday. Maybe that's what I'm paranoid <laughs> about. Like, y- why? Why is it? Pa- it's is it paranoia at this point, or just precaution? I'm not the one being paranoid, right? It's it's." <laughs> Crazy it's it's absolutely
2: crazy And so I I think you're still going to See these things that used To be like just Rudimentary mundane taken For granted acts of Of socialization Are now going to be politicized And where you land on them Says something about Who you vote for or What you believe and that's oh, Weird and, and I it's, think it's Also driving people further apart because I know I've gotten to the point where I'm like like, I'm sorry if you're still going around saying this is no big deal. You're f- dumb, and I don't f- care anymore. You're f- dumb, and if it means you don't listen to this podcast, I could give to sh- Like you're f- stupid if you think this isn't a big deal. End of story. Hard stop.
1: It's coming to the point where I the, the numbers are going up and up and up, and so I it you logically is getting to the point where it's harder to keep denying it, and especially when you know the president's changed his his opinion on it you know i think a month ago it was a hoax and now it's you know serious and uh they've right. sent out they've sent out guidelines you know they're saying wear a mask um he admitted that 100 000 to 200,000 could die by the end of this like Everything that we've been saying for a month is now actually being addressed by the government. So I think it's going to be harder to deny it. But for the people that still do, it's like, what is it going to take? I mean, the numbers are going to get so high that statistically, people are going to start like everyone's going to know someone, or that means some people are going to be really close to people that are going to pass away. Absolutely. Once they see it happening, I have to think that you know, they'll have to be able to take it seriously, but it's a shame that it comes to that because clearly it's too late by then. And this could have they'll been, take it seriously, you know. but they'll, but they'll blame it on the wrong, the wrong thing. <sighs> it's
2: cr- Yeah. I mean, yeah, I it's, just, it's, they just will. it's
3: always somebody else's fault.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a shame because, you know, Tom and I, and the weird thing is like Tom and I are not, I would not describe us as like political activists or anything like you go on my Facebook page (laughs)
2: if you go on my Facebook page and you see the people that I've gotten my picture taken with Bill O'Reilly Sean Hannity Glenn Beck Sarah Palin like I am not some dyed in the wool like bleeding heart liberal. I like that is not who I am that is not my pedigree I was the guy in college that was encouraging my friends to buy copies of the way things ought to be by Rush Limbaugh that's who I was and th- this guy doesn't know what he's doing he is nope. certified he has a severe mental disorder I know because I was married to someone just like him and <laughs> and I saw it coming like it was on a highway in Kansas and and like it's This is the this is the darkest timeline.
1: So the deal the (laughs) deal is like so, we're you know, to Tom's point, even, you know, more so with that, it's like we're not the type of people that are usually going around saying this stuff. But I've just like Tom, I've made it a big deal to spread these numbers and, and try to educate people because this is such a serious thing. And it's not political like the virus has no politics. The virus the data is yeah, out yeah
3: the there. virus does the virus doesn't care who you voted for yeah,
2: yeah. and that's what we're going to start the, realizing it, the interesting thing about the way this is breaking out politically though is that uh, like i could envision a, a scenario in which donald trump loses the election because he ended up Killing off enough of his own voters, <laughs> like and and, and and I don't mean
3: to laugh, but that's I mean very yeah, impossible. I mean it sounds
2: funny, but I really don't mean like it's like because the people who aren't taking it seriously are the people who are more inclined to vote for him, and he yeah he he won by a quirk of the electoral map. And he you know, if, if and, and if you had I think it's like seventy or eighty thousand votes swing a different direction over the course of like three states, he wouldn't have been president. And and when you see the numbers we're about to rack up, it it doesn't it it, it doesn't strain credul- credulity to think that like enough that his base is going to be disproportionately reflected in in those numbers, because they're the ones that are are out there saying you're dumb for wearing a it's mask. Just the flu-
3: it's just the flu.
2: You're not going to stop me from going to church. I'm good. You know what I mean? And and so it's like, they, yeah. I mean, I just i I
3: think that could be a thing. Oh, it's yeah. it's sad. I, I didn't even think about that.
1: It's the numbers, the the biggest problem is, and that's why I try to educate everyone and say, stay at home. And here's the reason why. Here's how it's different is because when you go out, when you decide to go out and you're just breathing the same air, when you're out at these stores, whatever stores are left, and then the old people go out to try to get their groceries. like. You may be fine, you may be healthy, and you're going to get over this, but you've breathed on, and you've touched, and you've coughed, and you've done everything around all these essential items, and then they go to bring them home, and you're affecting people that are older and have immune deficiencies, and so this isn't about you, you know, capitalized Y-O-U, you have to start thinking about the, you know, the health of the entire country and the entire world, because this thing i mean more and more data is coming out that it sticks around longer and it can live in the air for a lot longer and you know first they said oh it's not airborne now tests are showing that particles are sticking around in the air so we're <laughs> still i mean we're that's st- that
3: is that there's the crazy part is like it's it's constantly changing. Yeah, right. Because no is one constantly changing. It's
1: a new thing. That's the that's the thing. Like they this strain of it, like we've had other coronaviruses and you've seen how they've wiped out huge, huge amounts of people. I mean, because you've got SARS, you've got MERS, like like these different these are all different coronaviruses. But this is a different strand. And so they're still discovering how it acts. And so, I mean, my biggest thing that I'm telling everyone, and I'll say it again on this podcast, just stay at home. You do not want to spread this to people that can't fight it, and you don't want to get it even if you're young and healthy, because look at the people in Italy. Look at the people in Germany. Like, they're 20-something-year-olds, 30-something-year-olds on ventilators. They're dying no matter what their age is, and, and they even, had it even first.
2: The, even the people that, that get it and get better are like, that is the worst thing I've ever had. <laughs> like, they're, they're like, this yeah. isn't just, oh... I had the flu and I threw up a couple times and I was sick for 24 hours. They're like, that was awful. Yeah. Yeah, You know? Yeah.
3: It's, I mean, we're, we're, let's see, we are, I'm going back to work on Tuesday, but I have not worked. I've not been to work. We've been in this house for 14 days. And I I think as of uh, like two days ago is the first day that my wife said she started to feel, she's like, I didn't realize how sick I was until I felt better. Hmm. And then I realized how sick I was. Uh, But yeah, like it's, it's, it's not, you know, and again, I'm not, I don't want to downplay like her symptoms, uh, you know, were not as bad as not the worst. Right. And that's the thing is like, I could have it and I don't even know it. Right. Um, So you guys haven't shown
1: any other than your wife.
3: I mean, so Gwen and I both have, uh, so like I've had a cough Um, but it's subsiding recently, like probably in the last two days, I, it's kind of gone away for the most part. Gwen, uh, has had like this tiny little, and it's not even noticeable, honestly. Like I thought it was just allergies for real. Like she would, um, like sniff and then she'd have like this one tiny cough, no coughing fits. Like just, just this little, like, like clearing your throat is the best way I could describe Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And that's it. Like the, the Bella hasn't had anything. I haven't had any, I have no fever. None of us have n- this entire time. None of us, my wife included have ran, have ran a fever. Wow. Have run a fever, have run a fever, have ran a fever. Yeah, ran a fever. Either way, none of us have had a fever, <laughs> uh, Walked a fever, depending it's, it's,
1: on how active you are.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so she would, she would, like I said, she would just kind of like randomly at certain times of the day, break out into she being my wife pronouns, uh, would just break into sweats, like her feet like she would have a, a fever that would break, but no fever. Hmm. Like she would take her temperature and there'd be no fever. That's weird. It was very it was very weird. Well, it- so. Yeah.
1: I'm glad everyone's uh, getting better and I'm glad that you guys didn't get it that bad. But that's I mean, I think that's the perfect example that your family, you're young, you're healthy, no underlying issues that would cause concern. And then if you guys wrote it off as a cold, if, if she didn't get the test and know she'd been exposed, she'd keep going to work. She'd touch stuff. They'd bring it home. Oh, yeah. They touch stuff. People there would get sick. They'd go touch. I mean, it's just that she, exponential her, growth.
3: Her her clientele or her her the community that she helps is probably the most susceptible to this disease. So, a disease, virus, I guess, it's not really a disease. Uh, so, Lord knows how many people she would have spread this to yeah. uh, if she had gone back to work. And how many people could have died, you know? <laughs> like, there are people at her job right now who are also exposed uh, via different means who are who are experiencing exactly what you're seeing online and you know it's it's terrifying it's absolutely terrifying because there's no this there's no rhyme or reason to it it's just like you have it a little bit you have it a lot of bit it's there's just no yeah it's consistency
1: yeah so anyway Take it seriously. We really hope that all our listeners, and we hope everyone is clearly. But you know, for people listening, if if you're one of the people that doesn't take it as seriously, like just get educated, read about it. It's not political. The virus doesn't care. Don't listen to Doctor Drew. <laughs> or, just just do your own research. <laughs> Don't just say, "Oh, well, I, I heard s- one thing," or "I saw a funny <laughs> meme." Like, look at the numbers. Re- speaking read of the research, speaking of Doctor Drew, I saw uh, yeah someone posted on
2: YouTube a clip of like. All the contradictory things he said, and it was like a two yep. minute clip that just and like and like it's been pulled down for copyright violation by weird by Drew Pinsky.
3: Wow.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: man, that guy, like, I remember that dude, that dude was like the coolest doctor, right? Like, right? he was on Loveline and he was on it's celebrity rehab and he had all that stuff. Um, and then he kind of went away for a little bit because I guess you know, the man, I don't know, like, he just. Dropped out and then he got back onto the Tom Segura podcast. Like, he just he would show up and they would show him these weird TikTok videos, and he would be like, Oh my god! Like, you know, he diagnosed the person doing the whatever they were doing, and then he got his own podcast again. Uh, and then this came out, and it's just like. I, you're done bro i like the i don't know how there's just so many times where he's like it's the flu T- don't uh, take the subway you're okay like this is not that serious people more people die there's hundreds of clips of him just being like nope no big deal nope no big deal that's <laughs>
1: awful i had no idea he was denying it like that
3: i think he's a he's a uh Supporter, yeah. if you catch my drift yeah. as well. So, Well, that's... I mean, again, it's
1: all going to change the more people... Like, I don't know what your number is, and I'm just talking to the generic you, but, like, I mean, these numbers for months... I mean, over a month have been high enough for Tom and I, I know. You know, and I'm sure Joe feels the same way. But, you know, the numbers were really high back then and even the infection numbers and around the world. So, like, just do your education. Try to learn about this thing. Don't just hear... Follow hearsay or TV, internet doctors or whatever. Like you know, just listen to the the uh, um, the government. You know, health officials. Listen to the Doctor Fauci guy and listen to the the researchers that are doing the studies. And you know, form your own opinion. But it's definitely scary. Um, the last thing I wanted to do before we jump off of this AMC thing is I just wanted to mention like the comparison that I you know bring this back to theaters closing and will they reopen or can they reopen in the same manner. Um, to me it seems like bookstores like bookstores used to be a huge thing i used to love going to barnes and noble and borders like the little mom and pops ones the books a million um you know there are different chains all over and to my i mean as far as i know barnes and noble is the last one limping along and you know those were big box stores i never thought would go under so when theaters come back it may be one of these things where like yeah, most everyone gets their stuff on Kindle, you know, most everyone gets their stuff on VOD, and some people go to the Barnes & Noble, a.k.a. the one <laughs> big theater chain that's still out. You know, it may change to that kind of a thing.
2: Yeah, it absolutely yeah, might. It, I was listening to a podcast the other day called uh, that I love called Decoder Ring, and okay. they, like, drilled out on, like, just weird little pop culture avenues, and they, they did an episode about um, You've Got Mail.
1: yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And
2: how the plot of that movie now feels like it's a million years ago because the the plot was that Tom Hanks runs this kind of like corporate bookstore that's, uh you know, kind of aping the ideas of the independent bookstores. But but then also having really low prices and then he opens up across from this really beloved independent bookstore and like how is this independent bookstore going to survive and that now you look back on it and you're like. Oh well neither of you are going to survive. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And, then, and the idea of painting a bookstore as a as a villain at all seems <laughs> like ridiculous just because like because you know what's coming,
3: you know? Yeah. And I just um, thought that yeah, that was that's interesting. F- I, didn't, I I don't think I've ever seen that. I didn't realize that was the plot of that movie. Yeah. And that's that's hilarious.
2: Well, and then the <laughs> and it's a romantic comedy, so the plot is the real plot is that Tom Hanks and the owner of that independent bookstore are like in a is it Meg Ryan yeah they're in a romantic relationship through AOL messenger which also feels like it's <laughs> from another time because it is and, but they don't know that who they each each of them are right and so ah. they're falling in love not realizing that they're competitors it's based on an old Jimmy Stewart movie called the shop around the corner.
1: Yeah. That's I, still such that's a great funny. premise. Like, you know, I mean, I know that that doesn't hold up as well because of the technology and all that. But I mean, the premise of, you know, not to be too cute to be like, don't judge a book by its cover. You know, you can judge someone and have these feelings and then not even know, you know, if, if you, it's kind of like a blind taste test. Like you don't right. know, but you have no preconceived notions and you could get along on all levels. And then you look at whatever the brand or the person and just like, I don't like that person. But you know it's it's like that holds so true with people's thoughts today on whatever yeah. like you know it's, it's a smart premise for sure but that's hilarious i i haven't seen that since vhs like when it came out
2: yeah
3: i've never actually seen it either oh wow yeah, it's <laughs> just one of those movies i never got around to seeing yeah that's probably for the best so i don't know whatever happened to meg ryan it's like that's an actress that was like tippy top a list and now she's gone She broke the heart of Dennis Quaid and America never forgave her. Right.
1: There you go. Exactly.
3: So, yeah, (laughs) I think she
2: she with John Mellencamp. Wasn't she with John? Oh, I don't know.
3: She was definitely with she was she was married to Dennis Quaid. And then I think she cheated on Dennis. Well, she got with Russell Crowe. Oh, like and that kind of ended the Dennis Quaid relationship. And then I don't know what happened after that. So I said, America never forgave her. That was it. She, uh, she left America's sweetheart, Dennis Quaid. I don't wow. Know.
1: You know what? If I, if <laughs> when I googled uh, Meg Ryan, the second video that came up on the Google result is here's the affair that almost instantly ended Meg Ryan's career.
3: I. It was it was Russell uh, Crowe. Yeah. Right? It says
1: Ryan and Crow met while filming <laughs> Proof of Life in 2000. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, you know, 20 years ago, I'm sure she has plenty of money, and just you know, she doesn't feel like subjecting herself to that, and. You know, whatever.
3: She's she's getting that Jor El. Never mind.
1: <laughs> she's not still with him, is
2: she? No, I oh, don't think so. Oh, okay. I'm like, I don't think Yeah. Okay, so she was with John Mellencamp, uh, and they were engaged, but then they ended their engagement in October of
3: last year, so. Russell Crowe came back in the picture. <laughs> well,
1: you know, and I want to say just because this is a quote from her, so we don't obviously we're not that close to the situation, but uh, she she, <laughs> she did say she she did say <laughs> on Oprah in an interview it was a great story, but it wasn't the story of the reality of my marriage. Dennis was not faithful to me for a long time. And that was very painful. And then she added quote, Russell wasn't a homewrecker. I did not leave my marriage for him. I left because it was not working. So her side of the story okay. is like, apparently there was some funny business. I'm
3: sure Tiger Woods would say the same thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I'm thinking <laughs> that, you know, yeah, she may have on paper had an affair, but it, to her point, it's like the marriage was over long right. before that. So just don't want to be on the like you know oh poor dennis quaid you know (laughs) (laughs) who knows what he was doing so yeah theaters question mark
3: (laughs) yeah i watched wrestlemania last night sorry
1: we've
2: already yeah we
3: we actually talked about wrestlemania you can't have you can't have wrestling corner without me here that's not
2: fair we're not we can't we can't chew our cabbage twice (laughs) yeah we can and we
1: did Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so you'll have to listen to this week's episode to hear all of
1: my insightful
2: uh, opinions. Unbelievable. Did you watch world. it, Tom? No, of course not.
3: <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> no, I told him about I was like Whoa,
3: what's I happening? told him
1: about the high school student film project that happened.
3: It was it was it was awesome. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous in all of the great ways that wrestling is ridiculous.
1: I was telling Tom I'm like, "Okay, Wrestling, we know, like, yeah, okay, maybe it's staged, but they're doing all these physical things and it's live and it's yeah. all happening in one take. I'm like, what, when you film a wrestling match like a movie that clearly has all these cuts and ankles, it's like, what are you gaining? Now you're not even pretending like it's real.
3: It's so there was a, th- <laughs> so Matt Hardy did something like this called, uh, it was called The Ultimate Deletion. Uh-huh. And Matt Hardy's character is just this wackadoo, you know, he reinvented himself in this different company. And it, I mean, it, it was so ridiculous that it was the highest rated thing on TNA, which is like the third wrestling product at this point. Uh, and it blew up like it, the YouTube views were ridiculous. So they, they did. They tried to do something similar. I thought it was uh, given the Undertaker's limited ability at this point.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing too. It was the best thing
3: they could they do. Were able it's to- like watching
2: one of those John Wayne cop movies from like 1972. Yeah. That, yes. I, you yes. hit the nail. And he
3: is like he he's that character, right? At this point. He's just the old man who you know the younger guy was like, "Oh, like, you know, he he used his it was kind of in promos uh the other wrestler AJ Styles is using his real name. Like he's not calling him the Undertaker. He's talking about his wife. So you just have a different version of this character and he just can't move the way he used to. Yeah. So I I feel like this was the best way to make him look like that old gunslinger. That's
1: well. That's why they did it. That's uh, you again. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. The reason they made it look like a movie instead of a wrestling match is because they could film, you know, all these angles, all these cuts. They edited it together with, like a movie. They even had like special effects type things with his logo and oh, yeah. lighting and everything. Um, but Tom and I earlier, you'll hear it when you listen to this, but we referred to it as uh, Taken Three. Liam Neeson trying to jump a fence.
3: Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly Absolutely. what they did to the he Undertaker. Can, it, they- t- taker can still do some stuff. <laughs> well, sure. Like you. Know, he could you know but but if he uh, says oh
1: my back in the middle of it it's not like right. he's on live tv going <laughs> oh you know? yeah uh, <laughs> <You
3: know? laughs> he's also in there with probably the greatest in-ring performer of this current generation uh you know aj if, if they would have done something in the ring at wrestlemania aj styles would have made him look like a million bucks without a problem yeah but i just i thought it was fun like it was a weird show um but uh you know but like well, at the
1: end, okay, they're doing this like a movie. Yeah. They clearly have all the angles, the special effects, they're cutting it, whatever it's like then they show him pull up with a bobcat full of dirt and he dumps it off
3: camera it's like sure
1: c- clearly he was not AJ Styles was not in the grave like why, Absolutely did, they not not. Do, why did they not do a more convincing it was ridiculous uh, you know
3: that's the, I feel like you're you're expecting too much from the WWE and their, their film crew we've seen their films yeah. Kevin we know what they're capable of
1: <laughs> oh god did you I saw the preview for the one coming out on Netflix about a kid that becomes
3: a wrestler I can you know what it looks like it's a, it looks like it's a, a kids movie and I can I can forgive like the <laughs> (laughs) garbage-ness of it you know it's no it's no worse than the big shows tv show
1: no you get a certain level of passive when you're making a kids movie yeah totally it's just but you're right we've seen the level of the quality (laughs) um but but i know when that kids movie trailer came up brian's like is that is that out now when's that out (laughs) see so it it worked right for the for the target audience it hit exactly
3: what they wanted to hit yeah it was fun man like at least they tried you know like that that's the way i feel about it though the people in the, the 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 athletes in the ring did the best they could i think some of them had some really good matches uh yeah it was what it was and we'll get night 2 tonight so you know
1: the the audience thing was weird it's it was very so weird. quiet and then I told Tom earlier, again, the weirdest part was the in-ring introductions yeah, going yeah. to silence. <laughs> like, I, wh- I don't know why they had them still hold for applause and didn't do some kind of audio package, but, like, they announced them, like, you know, in the corner or whatever, yeah. and then they just... It was silent. It was, like, crickets chirping. Yes, it was so it's very, weird.
3: It'll be, it'll be nice <laughs> to get a, a live audience back in front, you know. And people have said that, you know, a lot of those guys on that roster um, wrestled for, on the independent scene, and a lot of them wrestled... Uh, in front of, like, 15 to 20 people, and half that people were the other wrestlers. So yeah. it, it takes a different skill set to be able to work a match and still make it work without having a crowd there, rather than the, the guys you, who came up in the system who have always had a crowd, if that makes sense. Yeah. P-
1: I will to their credit again, and this is obviously way beyond anything they can control. But to their credit, they did an amazing job with what they had because the fact that they were working their opponents and Mm -hmm. had no crowd to feed off of, like it, they made it look easy. I mean, it looked it looked weird, but they made it look a hundred times better than anyone that has never been in that ring could ever make it. So right, I mean right. you got to give them credit and you know Ryan and I had fun watching it. It was That's just, the bottom
3: line, you know, right? Like there's just there's no live entertainment going on right now. It doesn't yeah. exist. So at least they tried to give you something, you know, yes, it was taped uh last week. This is so this mm-hmm. has been this is in the can so they can edit it and do what they need to do to it. But at least they tried. That's kind of that, yeah. that's my feeling on it.
1: It's weird having no audience and being able to hear Everything they say, I love it. Every yell, every talk, every like—it's so weird when they're just like, ah, ah,
3: ah, oh, you're gonna, oh, you know, like you're like talking, and And then talking smack.
1: And the referees—you can hear the referees. Yeah, yeah. I will give them
3: more, like even more credit—is you can't hear them calling spots. Like that's that's usually you know like that's that's a big thing is like they'll call things in the ring and you can't and usually you can hear it. Like if you say you know Becky Lynch is notorious for this where she just... And John Cena, where they just talk too loud, where you can hear them call, you know, like, duck down, leapfrog, clothesline. And you're just like, well, yeah. now watch what happens. But you you, you, could, you could hear them talking garbage, but you didn't hear them calling spots.
1: Well, it's it's not live, Joe. That's oh, the key. that's true. They were that's able to edit point. any yeah. audio yeah, out they wanted, see? And that's, that's the thing is with this. I don't know why it wasn't a little more polished, especially with the introductions, because they had a week to edit it. So it is weird that,
3: like... You know, I don't know, but it was what it was. Yeah, night, Tuesday night. Let's go.
1: Yeah, so anyway, well, uh, I guess that's the news. We'll have to see what continues to happen with AMC and, you know, if someone decides to take it over and what will theaters be like when, and that's the really the big question mark, how long will this go on? What are we thinking? Are we saying, def-
3: we're saying like August?
1: End of summer, at least, is what I
2: yeah.
3: I don't
1: think it's
2: any
3: earlier.
1: Yeah, isn't the next,
2: the first major release like at the end of August right now? Wasn't, isn't uh, that where Wonder Woman was pushed to?
1: well
3: uh yes i thought one of them was that i think I, it's
1: disney disney's the one that put their that pushed their stuff to end of summer which i think that's just wishful thinking i think the placeholders uh i i don't think that's any um you know an identifier of here's the
2: here's here's the problem that they're going to run into especially those huge huge tentpole movies is even if you can go to the theater at the end of august are you going probably beyond that you won't know for sure until a, a week maybe 2 weeks out and then will you have time to appropriately market a movie like oh, wonder sure. woman like black widow you know i think that's why you're seeing so many of these movies get pushed a year is because they they know that they there's so many moving parts to those marketing plans they can't it's not just like do a quick tv buy and launch this movie and so, they're gonna have to. They need a lot of time to ramp up, and I think that's why the one that was the smartest, as, as much as it pains me to say it, is Fast and Furious when they were just like, "Eff it, we're going out a year." Yeah, because they know they need that build up, and and so, and they had the advantage of they had filmed two at once, and so they just moved part one to where part two was gonna be. Sure, they just kind of, you know, not to. Not to not to call my shots, Joe, but they <laughs> leapfrogged it. <laughs> they
1: leapfrog. Well, I'll tell you guys this though. You know, to your point, Tom. Yes, they have to ramp up the marketing, and they have to tell people when these things are opening back up. But also. Because you can go to the theater, will people? And I will tell you right now on this podcast: the day they open theaters back up, I will not be at the theater. I will guarantee you that. No, I'm, nope. I'm not. I'm not going back day one. I mean, I, th- there's no way. So, like, this is going to change things for a long time. And you know, I'll do the show. But like, if there's an only theatrical release and it's the first week, things quote unquote get back to normal, I'm not going to be there. Hell no. I'll have a newborn at home. Like, I'm not. Oh doing yeah, you that. really
3: can't go anywhere. I
1: will not be going anywhere for a long time, so I I guarantee I'm not the only one. So just because you can doesn't mean people are going to be like, oh, we're we're better now. Like this is going to be a year or so of trying to figure out how to get back to normal. So I I don't know
3: what is going to happen. Well, didn't didn't Disney pull Artemis Fowl? Like I think going straight uh, that's going straight to VOD. Oh, it is. Oh yeah 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 yeah, they pulled that one. I don't know getting... that it's going
2: straight to VOD. Oh, I no, it's no. going you're straight, go, to you're right, straight to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's another thing, too, is that these platforms that have uh, – they're trying to build their subscriber base, they're in kind of a nice position. Again, it's not as good as making money. But when you have a movie that has zero buzz, like Artemis Fowl, people are like, where was this movie 10 years ago or whatever, like – People have been talking about there's there's not a huge like love of that franchise anymore to where people are going to rush out.
3: Is that the deal? Like it should have come out like ten years ago. Yeah,
1: Yeah, like they didn't capitalize on the popularity, and so everything I've seen online and heard people say is like, "What? Why are they doing this now?" So if you have a streaming platform, instead of taking the big L up on the box office, maybe they can get, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of more subscribers and get a win that way. So at least they have the capability to do that. And, you know, not, not just, I mean, you know, otherwise it'd be like, Oh, Artemis Fowl is going to lose 150 million in the box office or whatever, you know, like a call of the wild type thing.
3: Or, uh, what was it? Not a, a wrinkle in time. Well, yeah, that was a big, and, and uh, tomorrow yeah, man, it
2: seems like, like it what it, yeah. well, it seems like like as much as Disney crushes it, it seems like every year they have one movie that just totally tanks. Yeah, and this yeah. was probably going
1: to be that movie. Yeah,
3: yeah. probably. He's, yeah, they, that's that's true.
1: So well, that's the news.
3: <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
2: Well, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the virtual table and everyone can say where to find them.
3: This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at joeybutts butts twenty one.
1: I don't know who that was because he didn't have an introduction, so that's weird.
3: That's yes. you know, so weird. I'm super sneaky. <laughs>
1: uh, this is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at KevinRBracket.
2: And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter or, after my rant, unfollow me on Twitter. <laughs> I don't care. At Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And uh, you can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Wherever you're getting your podcasts, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And of course, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers 5 bucks a month and you get all sorts of bonus content. So coming up on the next one, again, no theatrical releases. So uh we figured for a while maybe we'll focus on sequels that should probably never have been or were just really weird. <laughs> so uh and this one actually also falls into the 0% project I found out after selecting. Is it, it. really? So coming up on the next yeah which is rightfully so well after uh, after seeing
1: last week's zero percent i will no longer be able to just say oh this movie is a zero percent (laughs) like you cannot judge that i mean you watch these back to back and you tell me which one you liked better you know
2: (laughs) oh totally like at least it was a coherent story Yeah. yeah so um so coming up on the next one we will tackle uh a sequel to one of the really honestly one of the the best movies ever made i mean it was a phenomenal film it won seven oscars and so uh 10 years later they decided to recapture the magic he said in air quotes (laughs) with the sting two so if it didn't exist you would think that was a joke but it does and we will tell you all about it on the next one until then you've been warned
0: sugar and spice and a taste for vice I am Véronique Lafleur. She's awfully good. I'm Elizabeth Windsor. That'd be bad. I'm Veronica Sherman. And with her in the game, they all... Bye-bye. can be had. Jackie Gleason, Mac Davis, Terry Garr, Oliver Reed, Carl Malden, The Sting 2, Reddit PG. Join the fun now at theaters everywhere. Check newspapers for details.